Happy Monday, everybody. Thank you so much for downloading or streaming the Be Our Guest podcast. Let's get this week started right away with a fun trip report. We're headed down to Walt Disney World with listener Adrian from upstate New York, and she's going to talk about her trip down to Walt Disney World just a couple of months back in August, where they took some friends that had never been to Walt Disney World before. This is an adults-only trip, a couple of couples. And they stayed at Disney's Polynesian Village Resort. First time for all of them staying there. So we get a great review of that. They did Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. They visited all four theme parks, used Genie Plus. They had an amazing meal at Topolino's Terrace for breakfast. They ate at Ohana for lunch. They ate at Cinderella's Royal Table. They had California Grill. They did a really cool experience over at Animal Kingdom, which I bet you don't know about but you're going to want to experience yourself and much more. This trip was really an all-star trip of Disney experiences. You are going to love today's trip report, and you're going to want to put some of these experiences on your bucket list for your next Disney trip. So get ready for a fun trip report. Thanks to Adrian on today's show. Of course, our podcast is brought to you by the Magic for Less Travel. Check them out today for all your Disney trip planning needs at no additional cost to you and support the podcast at the same time. Check them out today over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link when you shop online. That one extra click really does help us out. It supports us throughout the year. It's beourguestpodcast.com slash Amazon. And a sincere thank you to the patrons of the Be Our Guest Podcast. You make each and every podcast possible. We couldn't do it without you. And our patrons get a bonus show every week called Mike in the Midwest. You can support us starting at just $5 a month. So come on over. We'd love to have you. Patreon.com slash Be Our Guest Podcast. Ready to take a trip to the world? You found the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. This is where your memories come front and center on our podcast stage. Welcome to episode 2,372 of the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Rallman, from BeOurGuestPodcast.com and one of the senior agents over at The Magic for Less Travel. Happy Monday to you. Hope you had another great weekend where you got outside and toasted some marshmallows, had some s'mores, played in the hay, and maybe you were brave enough to go to a haunted house or two because it is that time of the year you got to get out there and enjoy it because, you know, if you're not doing that, you're raking the leaves and that's just something you have to do this time of year, but you got to do the fun stuff too. So get out there, have fun, but take the Be Our Guest podcast with you as you do all the things here in the fall. But today we're going to have a good time taking you down on a virtual trip to Walt Disney World just a couple of months back. And we're going to talk some Halloween in today's show. We're going to take you to the Halloween party, but hang on a second because we got to get our special guest introduced. And we're headed out to upstate New York, where it is beautiful this time of year. I can imagine. Never been there, but someday I'm going to get there. Listener Adrian. Adrian, thanks for coming on the show. How are you doing today? I'm great. I'm so excited to be here. I've been a long-time listener since episode one. Oh, my gosh. I should give you a badge. Episode one. That was, oh, my. So Mallory was two months old at that time, and now she knows everything, and she's getting ready to drive. Crazy. And you're a Crazy school teacher, this so you. This podcast has been around for like a third of my life. Oh, dude, yeah, <laughs> I can't I'm, imagine how it, uh, how it feels for you. 
I, yeah, I don't even know. Like, you know, I, my knees didn't hurt when I started this show. Um, I didn't have as many gray hairs. It, there's a lot of stuff that was different about me when this show started, but it's been a, it's, it's been a joy. Um, yeah, definitely. I'm glad you've been here for the whole ride of, uh, over 2,400 episodes, even though, cause we've not, we used to not count our live shows back in the day. Actually we should have because they were two hours long. Uh, on our Sunday night shows <laughs> a long time back. But anyway, we're going to have some fun today. Let, let's learn a little bit about you, though. So you're in upstate New York. And yes. t- tell us something that I haven't asked this question in quite a bit, but I'm curious about it. Like what's something your town or your area might be famous for that, that we might want to know? So I live right near the actual Saratoga Springs. Ah, that is cool. So it was so fun. A couple trips back, we went to the the Disney Saratoga Springs just to see how it compared, and they did a pretty good job. Did they? Okay, I was wondering. I mean, like, yeah. okay, because uh, you know, if you're if you're from the original, you might say, eh, maybe not, but that's good. So you have the horse races and all that stuff up that way, and all that good stuff. Yes, yes, it is crazy here in the summer. Yep. Wow. Yeah, I got to get up that way sometime. So yeah, that's awesome. So you're also a school teacher. I am. You're 23. I'm on this year. Yep. Congratulations. Uh, you know, there, there, and there's like this, this crazy Venn diagram that I've learned since I've been doing the podcast now for, you know, it'll be 16 years in the spring here with the show. I can't believe that, but it's one of those things that Disney fans and teachers, like it, it's where the Venn diagrams like intersect. There's so many teachers that are Disney fans and you see this probably with your staff. I always saw it cause I was part of a couple different staffs in my teaching career it's it's weird how and I don't know what the connection is. Maybe it's because teachers tend to be, you know, people who who love working with kids and you know are very optimistic and like that storybook ending and stuff like that. Maybe it's the way you see the world. I don't know what's your what's your view on that because do you agree with me that there's a lot of teachers so that are also Disney? I, fans? I do. And so for me, it being a music teacher, and I also kind of my hobby outside of school is um, I'm really involved in theater, musical theater. And so there are a lot of musical theater fans in my area that overlap with the Disney fans because, you know, it's the music and the theater and the the dance and all of that, you know, that Disney has. That is all of the things that I love about musical theater are the that. same things that I love about Disney. Let me ask you this, though. So how do you bring Disney into your classroom if you do? Or how do you relate that with your students, maybe to introduce concepts? Well, we, I'm lucky because, you know, I get to pick my programs of music that we perform. So we perform a lot of Disney music and we do, you know, our drama club has done a lot of Disney shows. So I've done lots of Beauty and the Beast, Little Mermaids, all of that. Um, One of the theaters that I work with right now is doing a production of Tarzan that opens next month. So... Very cool. And there's my dad's <laughs> weekly call. He knows I do a podcast every oh. Wednesday night to record it. And he calls every week. It's amazing. He uh, does that every week. It's amazing. I tell him not to call <laughs> and he breaks right in and take him out of my contact list. But uh, so he, he, funny you say that though, because we were at our uh, football game, our high school, we do our Friday night lights every Friday night away game last Friday night, freezing cold. We had a cold snap and I'm sitting there, you know, of course it wasn't our home game. So we're at the other team stadium and it took forever for the band to get out there. They had a huge band. I think it was one of those nights where like the junior high band gets to come and play. I mean, they had a ton. I was like, this is like college. I was like, this is like marching Mizzou or something. I could not believe a high school band had that many players. And they had like props. They had all these trees. I counted. They had like 21 trees that they made, you know, the, but we were on the backside. So they didn't look as cool because we we're in the visiting seats. Like we we're on the opposite side of the stadium. I'm like, this probably looks really cool on the good side of the stadium. But anyway, they're out there. 
and they start playing and it's kind of quiet because all the horns are faced, you know, the opposite direction from us. You know, we don't get the good stuff. So, but then they start into this like Disney melody. So I get, I was playing on my phone kind of, then I'm like, it's like someday my prince will come and all these songs. And I'm like, oh, they're playing all these like forest Disney songs. I'm like, okay, I've heard this. Okay. 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 I was like, so Disney fan right there from Timberland high school. I was like, it's it's kind of the same thing. (laughs) You know, but it perks your ears up. You're like, wait a second. I know that song. I, am I on hold with Disney? I was like, that's what I did all day. So anyway, so let's let's uh, talk about your Disney fandom. So how did it all start for you? Like, I mean, obviously you're a musical theater and stuff, but I mean, did it start with you kind of as a kid with the movies, going to the parks? How'd that all go? So I think I actually was never much of a um, movie fan. I'm like all about the parks. And, but when I was growing up, we never went on vacation, but I bought the unofficial guide, like the Len Testa unofficial guide, Back in like, I think 1994, I just came across it my early teenage years at the bookstore and like read that cover to cover so many times and was hooked and just couldn't wait until I could go. And as soon as I was in college and able to book my own flight, I took my first trip and I've been hooked ever since. So you and I are a lot alike because I'm not a movie person. I'm a parks person. And that's exactly it. I remember going to the, because I just remember going to the library and just grabbing any book I could find on the shelf about Walt Disney World. It didn't even have to be a current one. Sometimes they're two, three, four years old. I didn't care. I just wanted to read about it because back then, it was, again, I'm old. So it was like pre-internet, you know, and, you know, like when the internet came around, it was so cool because you could get, it wasn't like, you know, real time. I just remember the first time you could actually get on the World Wide Web and start to see like pictures from this week or, you know, trip reports from last week. I mean, it was like, man, we're living in the future. Like that was, that was last week. You know, that that's almost real time. And you know, you, then you got like live stream. It's amazing. But yeah, I was the same way. I was a parks person. That's kind of, it's very much how I fell in love with what we're doing right here, being able to talk about it. So let's jump into your trip. So how did this trip come together and uh, give us the, give us the crew who traveled? So we hadn't been since our, our last trip was in 2016 um, and then with COVID and everything. And then we got two puppies during COVID. So that kind of oh, <laughs> kept us home for a long time. So, and we have friends who had never been and they kept saying that they wanted to go, but they really didn't know where to start. Um, and so we just decided that it was time and we were going to do it together. And so we took our first ever friends vacation and our first ever trip where we were kind of the tour guides. Um, and we were there from August 20th to the 27th and we were heavy duty planning for about a year ahead of time. And it, it really went off without a hitch. We got, we got very lucky. It was awesome. So one thing, if you're a teacher in the Midwest, that would have been called week three of class. Yes, we don't go back till after Labor Day. So it's a lot of Northeasterners. It um, probably worked to your advantage though. Did it work to your advantage or where the crowds were pretty light? Because in the Southeast and in the Midwest, everybody's back in school. No kidding. Yeah, it was really, we had low crowds. I think pretty much other than at food and wine, pretty yeah. much the whole trip. That's bonus. <laughs> exactly. Because like we're back into the routine by then. It's like week four yeah. of football at that point. Um so, so backing up a little bit. So you're, you're going with some first timers and you're kind of, you know, you've been planning this either kind of unofficially than officially for quite a while for at least like over a year. But how did the mechanics of it with the planning with with newbies go? Because obviously you want to get, I'm sure, input from them. But then again, they don't know what they're getting into. You're the experts. So what did you learn as far as planning for anybody that's going to be in a position like this? Because at some point, I bet all of us are going to be in a position where maybe we're bringing some newbies with us. 
So I actually made it was funny because I'm a very I like all the spreadsheets and the lists and all of the things. So I made some pretty detailed spreadsheets with all of the different attractions and, and restaurants and, it, you know, gave them little this is a thrill ride or this is the kind of food that this restaurant has and tried to get them to give me some feedback about what they were looking for. And they really kind of read it all and said, you know what, why don't you just decide everything? <laughs> because, you know, we really don't know. Mm -hmm anything. So we don't know what we're missing or what the best things are. So we're just going to really trust you. Um, so I, which was a lot of pressure on the one hand, but on the other hand, I mean, we had been friends, we've been friends for a while. So I kind of knew it, what I thought that they would like. Um, and I think they really had a great time. And that's, you know, what that honestly, if you have friends like that, that's kind of the best because it, when you give them something like that, it's overwhelming. I mean, think about it. Sure. Think about how many restaurants yeah. there are, and how many attractions there are, and how much there is to choose from. I mean, seriously, it would be like a full-time job trying to figure out what you want when you've never been there. It, it's daunting. And if you have that trust in your friends that they come back, they always have a good time. Like, you know, I'd, I'd just say, you know what? You guys always have fun. Give me some of that. You know, let, let's just go do what you do. You know, like, you, you know, I like Mexican food. I bet you can find a nice Mexican restaurant while we're there. You know, can we do that? You know, I don't have to pick the Mexican restaurant, but at some point, can we have a meal at a Mexican restaurant? Or, you know, I like roller coasters. Can we make sure we do a roller coaster? You know, and just kind of get some, is that kind of how it went? Like, you know, just like you knew that, you know, this person likes that in general and you kind of made the plan around those kind of things. Yeah, exactly. And I think the only <laughs> the only thing that maybe I I kind of messed up a little bit on was I knew that they weren't big thrill ride people. Um, they really said, you know, we're not into the roller coasters, Tower of Terror, like none of that. And so I said, okay, well, I want to at least take you on Mine Train because it's a really like easy entry into roller coasters. I think you will be fine. You know, it's very low key. It was too much. Oh, for no. no. So it's like, okay. And we did that towards the beginning of the trip. So I quickly learned kind of where their threshold was. So I would have done the same thing. So don't feel bad because I would have said that's, that's tame. I mean, cause you know, they say that's kind of, you, you said it just right. I mean, to me, it's like an entry into the roller coasters. Right. Yeah. It's, it's not super scary. I mean, I'm not calling your friends out. <laughs> Lord help them if they'd have been on a rock and roller coaster or something or ever. At least you didn't do that. That's, that would have been mean. Okay. So let's talk about, um, so like pre-trip, did you guys do anything to like get ready and travel and everything heading down? I mean, how was that all getting the, the mechanics of actually getting there? We did. Um, yeah, we bought all of our like, you know, fun t-shirts yeah, from absolutely. Etsy. We did the whole thing. Um, we flew from Albany, New York, and we got our TSA pre-check because we heard lots of horror stories about it, the airport situation in Orlando and everything really went off without a hitch. We got very lucky um, super easy flights. And then we rented a car. So that was nice to kind of have that. That is nice. Yeah. Especially yeah. when you have like, you know, a couple of, you know, a, a group, I mean, Scott always rents a car and I'm always glad just like, I never rent a car, but it's always good to have a friend that rents a car. Like I'm, yes. I'm cheap. Yep. So I don't rent a car. Just, if I'm by myself at his Uber or Lyft, but when I'm with Scott, I'm like, man, it's cool that he has a car. Cause <laughs> it's really nice when you go resort to resort to eat. Or, you yes. know, things like, it's yep. so convenient, but, uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm tight. So now they don't charge for parking though. I might have to rethink that. We'll see. All right. So let's talk about, you guys stayed at the Polynesian. Yes. For the first time. Oh my gosh. So how did you, how'd you land on that? I mean, that's uh that's pretty sweet. 
we had in our in our previous trips, we always had done a lot of resort hopping and really kind of checked everything out. And that was the one that we really always wanted to stay at. We um, have stayed off site. We've stayed at uh, Riverside mm-hmm. in the past, but otherwise always off site. And this trip, we really wanted to kind of do it up and make it give them the full Disney experience. And so we figured that the poly is kind of that classic, classic Disney experience. So give us the review. What I mean, was it was it what you were hoping? What were the the positives, the negatives, uh, the the highlights? Yeah, it was absolutely amazing. Um, I don't think there are definitely no negatives at all. We did request we we requested um, the and I might say this wrong the Rarotonga building. Okay, yeah, which was right near the main building. And it was right near the pool and it was, it was amazing. And then we also figured out pretty quickly that we could walk to the TTC um, and get on the Epcot monorail there instead of having to go from, you know, the poly like lobby and then transfer. Yes. So it was super convenient. The building was the perfect location. So the transportation though, the Polynesian has to be amazing. I mean, monorail, like you say, going to the TTC. Did you guys take advantage of the, uh, the boat launches too? Cause those are some of my favorite things to do. Even, I mean, I've never stayed at the Polynesian, but I just love going from the magic kingdom over to grab some captain cooks. You know, we, we take them over to the grand Floridian. Was that something you also took advantage of? Yeah. We also it walked to the grand Floridian, which was, that was fun, but we, I love the boats. Um, and on, I'm getting ahead, but on the last night, we took the boat from Magic Kingdom back to the Poly, and it was right as the water pageant had just okay. finished passing. Um, and so we just kind of got to sit and watch it, and they were telling us a lot of stories about the history of it, and that was that was super fun. And it's so loud out there on the water, isn't it? I mean, it's like, da, yeah. da, 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 da. That's one of those things I, I still can't believe that, and knock on wood here, because last week I talked about the park hopper, like, they need to drop that stupid two o'clock rule with the park hopper then it it happened before the show came out so i'm scared when i say things because every once in a while things happen but i it always shocks me that they don't that that thing is still around from 71 the electrical water pageant because it's so it's so old school right i mean if you look at it it's like a bunch of pieces of fence you know with some with some you know lights wired on it i mean it looks like something my grandpa would have made in his backyard on a bunch of you know pontoon boats but i love it it's got a charm and the music yeah exactly the music is it's it's old sounding but it's perfect like it's it's nostalgia on the water and it needs to stay it needs to stay forever so i'm with you there Uh, what about the rooms what did you guys think of that did they just in general um the rooms were great they were i think fairly recently renovated so they were super um new and yeah it was really nice when you walk in and have your name on the tv like That is so cool. cool. I know that is super cool because when yeah. I was down in Coronado this summer, it was like the Rallman family. I'm like, yeah, that is Rallman. It's cool. It's, I mean, it doesn't take much to impress me either. So that's kind of <laughs> how I am. All right. So let's talk about your times going around and, and having a good time. So how did you break this new uh, couple in that went with you? Like, um, did you sleep in? Did you rope drop? Did you, how'd you get them uh, rolling here? So they, they knew that there would be no sleeping in. <laughs> um, but the first night we had a, our flight was in the afternoon and we didn't land until around five o'clock. So from 7 a.m. that morning, I had my, my Genie Plus purchase and I was stacking the lightning lanes all day. So um, as soon as we got there, we went to Magic Kingdom and we did uh, Pirates, Haunted Mansion, Mine Train, Peter Pan, all of the big stuff just right in a row. And that was their first introduction. <laughs> 
So they they got like some of the classics immediately. Like yes. you're here, boom. This yep. is this you're the Magic Kingdom. Here's a bunch of here here's the stuff you've probably seen on TV, you've seen in pop culture. So like debrief from the first night because that wasn't even a full day. That was just a full that was like a quarter day. That was travel day. But that night, because that was just like a little, little taste, a little preview of what was to come. What was kind of the, de- the debrief from that evening, though? Were they getting excited? Were they too tired? Were they like, they, what did they say? Um, no, they were not. They weren't too <laughs> tired, but they we did um, Peter Pan as their first one. And that was a, they were so enraptured by that, that that was really the perfect ride, I think, to start them off. Um and then mine train, which they, <laughs> which they were a little scared of, but yeah, it was great. That's a good way to start though, because you gave them the quintessential Disney experience, right? You gave them the stuff that you see yeah. in pop culture, you know, like you go to Walt Disney world, haunted mansion, pirates, Peter Pan. Like that's the stuff that I means table stakes for a Disney vacation. It's what you're going to expect to get to have. And then once you get to experience it, Cause you know, then you have the tangential stuff that you're going to get eventually, you know, yeah, Pandora, you know, that kind of stuff you don't hear about, but it's awesome. But you know, those are the heart of the Disney experience. You got it right off the bat. That's I, I like that idea because then it's, you know, you're not like, well, when are we going to get to that? Like, boom, we've done that and we can come back to it. Okay. So you do that. How about your first full day? How do you guys tackle that? So the first full day was we did Epcot and we really wanted to ride the Skyliner, but we weren't sure the best way to do that mm-hmm. coming from Polly. So we ended up taking a minivan, which was so much fun. Yes. Um, first thing in the morning to Topolinos oh, nice. and we did the character breakfast um, and it got to meet, you know, Mickey, Minnie right off the bat. Then we took the Skyliner to Epcot um, and we did some of the big rides there. So we did like Test Track and Spaceship Earth and, and all of that stuff. Um, the first morning we did lunch at San Angel Inn. We did like a little bit of, of food and wine. And then uh, we had dinner at California Grill. Man, night. what a total. Okay, let me, let me just recap this day in case anybody wasn't paying attention. Because you're, <laughs> drive, you're driving to work on a, on a tired Monday. Maybe it's a little drizzly and you're not awake yet. Okay, you took a minivan. Over to the Riviera Fancy Hotel, Topolino's Character Breakfast, Skyliner, which is a fun attraction in itself to get to Epcot, did some of the classic stuff like Spaceship Earth, which I'm sure that they probably got a kick out of. I mean, I hope so, because Spaceship Earth to me is the essence of the Epcot experience, right? It's educational. It's it's uh, it's it's a, it's it's you know, it's, it's educational and at, uh, entertainment at the same time to me. I mean, I'm a teacher <laughs> at heart. So it's kind of the same thing. San Angel in great lunch. Cause it's got that atmosphere. You're inside. It's dark. I like it at lunch because it's like dark. It feels like it's night, but it's blazing sun in the afternoon in August. And then you guys see California grill at night with food and wine mixed in there. Holy, what a day. I mean, well, come on. I'm looking back at my notes because you know, it was a couple of months ago, so it's hard to remember yeah, yeah. when we did what. Um, we actually did after California Grill. We did Trader Sam's. Oh, this is like this is like um, um, if and Disney that was did, our first time uh, ever going there. So that was that was an experience. If Disney were to hold a contest, this would be the prize. 
I mean, this would be like, this would be it. Like enter to win uh, the ultimate day at Walt Disney World. This would be it, you know, right here. I mean, minivan. And I should say, because I didn't say this at the beginning, this was an adults only trip. So we didn't have, we were really going at a fast pace. Oh my gosh. That'd be okay. That'd be a dream of mine because I've never done that with my wife. So, I mean, (laughs) my adults only are always solos for races and those aren't exactly fun. So out of all those experiences, because here's what I'm curious about when you say all this. Because you did so much cool stuff that day. What were what was the highlight? Maybe for yourself and for this other couple. What 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 how do you even say what was best out of all those things? I wouldn't even know what to say. I think it's and it's hard because we did so much dining and, and so much great dining, but I think we would all agree that Topolinos was our highlight. And I'm not sure if that was just because it was the first thing, um, but it really was the perfect way to start to start that day the character interactions we had one of the earliest i think we had like a 7:30 adr so it wasn't very crowded and the character interactions were just spectacular and the food was amazing was it worth the extra effort to ride the skyliner was was the experience what you're hoping yeah it was yes so that is much pretty fun. cool yeah that is I, I wish they'd expand that out even more i just think it's the perfect system to get people from point a to point b and it's so disney too because it's practical but it's also a little magical at the same time. You know, it's a yeah. transportation system, but it's it, it's it, it's just a little uh, I don't know how to say it, but it, you know, it's something you don't get in the everyday world. You know, it's just it's a fun way to get from point A to point B, but yeah. it's efficient. It gets you there too. So more of that Disney. See, I'll try to work. That'll be my next thing. More Skyline. <laughs> Come on, we made it happen last week. Let's do it again. Okay, so man, I mean, I it, what, what about Trader Sam's though? Your first time for everybody there. That, I haven't been there in years. But God, that place is so much fun. That place is a hoot. It it was interesting. We really didn't know what <laughs> to expect, and uh, we got one of the drinks that because there's magic that goes along with yes. each of the drinks, and ours created a whole rainstorm. And the people at the bar were shooting water guns and mm-hmm. <laughs> it was very fun. <laughs> yes, I have my, uh, it's down there on my shelf somewhere, my Oa um, mug. I can't remember what that did, but it did something. And uh, the person I was with was on one of the magical stools that I was like, are you going up or am I going down? Or I didn't know they had, we were in the back, so I didn't know they had magical oh, stools. Oh, there's a couple of magical stools <laughs> where um, <laughs> you you start to question like, am I like going down or am I going up? Or is the person next to me moving? Like what is like after, like after an, uh, oh, you don't know. Like you're like, I, I, I I'm done. I, I can't tell. Anyway, so the next day, well, I mean, holy cow. I mean, at that, I just called it a vacation and been like, it doesn't get any better than this, but I guess you guys continued. What, what else went on? So the next day was a party day at Magic Kingdom. And so we did Magic Kingdom in the morning because we knew that the crowds would be light um, on a party day. So that was, I think, a really smart decision. Um, I would recommend that. And then we did um, lunch at Ohana. Nice. And took a little break and um, went and did some shopping over at Grand Floridian and then went back in time for the party. Okay. So the party and you guys went there on the party day and you said it was good because crowds were light. People kind of avoid it because they're not going to, if they're on just a regular ticket, not park hopping, they want to maximize that day. But if you go into the party or you have a hopper, it's a good, good call there. So we talk about that quite often here on the show. How about the party though? Did you guys, you said you had matching shirts earlier. Did you guys have costumes? Did you get into it? What'd you guys do? So we did, we actually spent, um, we got back to the party around 4.30 and we spent the first couple of hours. We had a reservation at Crystal Palace. Mm-hmm. And 
we our costumes were the Pooh characters. So we had a Christopher Robin, we had an Eeyore, a Piglet, um, and a Pooh. Perfect. And <laughs> that was so much fun there. Again, the character interactions were just spectacular. Um, and it was so much fun to be to be dressed like them. Um, and we we were hoping that we would get to do the picture with them in their Halloween costumes. But that line was about a two hour wait for the entire night. Um, so we didn't make it to that. But Yep. It, 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 those character pictures at uh, the Halloween party and the Christmas party, especially Halloween party, like for Jack and Sally. I, I just can't imagine waiting, you know, 50% of your party time to get a picture. I know some people do it and that's like the highlight. Yeah. Everybody, everybody should do what they like, but I'm just one of those people like I get too antsy, you know, like I want to go trick or treating or I want to go see a show or, I, you know, I want to get a good spot for the parade or, you know, I, I also want to ride a couple of rides, you know, that have little overlays or something. And I, I just can't, I just want to move too much. I can't wait that long. Yeah, and we ended up doing, because we knew we had a lot of Magic Kingdom time booked into this trip, so we weren't super worried about doing the rides. Um, but we did a lot of kind of the like lesser, maybe lesser known things. Like um, we saw the Rusty Cutlass nice. perform, um, which is like the pirate band yep. um, over by Pirates of the Caribbean, and that was phenomenal. Um, we got to meet Jack Sparrow. We um, met Jafar. We saw the cadaver dance. They're awesome. <laughs> I love them. We got the, yes. the candy corn milkshake, now, see, which you was can, so good. You can keep that candy corn. I'm a, oh, I can't oh, I do love anything candy corn. Candy corn. <laughs> <Oof>. <laughs> and then we got our spot because we really wanted to make sure we had a good, um, a good spot for the headless horseman. So he so got we, to run that night. Cause I, that's always my worry. Yes. Cause if the weather gets any kind of sketchy, he, he, he has to bail because of the, obviously the horse, but yeah, yeah, we, it did not rain at all the entire ship. I don't know how we, we got so lucky, but the weather was absolutely incredible. That is good. So was that, it's, I mean, headless horseman uh, to me, when you get to see him run, where'd you guys watch it from Frontierland or um, Main Street? In Frontierland, I think near the, I want to say it was near the mercantile. Okay. My favorite spot to watch, it's right there by the shooting arcade. It just, it feels more like haunted back in that part. Like in Frontierland, it feels more like spooky. I've seen him all over the place. I've been to a few Halloween parties. Main Street's pretty cool. I mean, there's nothing wrong with Main Street, but I just like Frontierland, especially with the Headless Horseman. It just seems more like the atmosphere, you know, and but, I, but I, to me, seeing the Headless Horseman run, that's almost worth the price of admission, even as expensive it, as it, it is. That's definitely my favorite <laughs> part of the party and of the parade. And I also love the, um, and I'm not sure what they're called, the graveyard routine where they make the sparks on yes, the pavement. Yeah, the, the grave diggers. Love that. Yeah. yeah. They have those guys out at the uh, the run Disney course sometimes. We're winding down. Or we used to run at night, and they'd be out there like scraping. Like, oh, cool. That's cool stuff. So you're, I'm sure your uh, your friends enjoyed the Halloween. Did you guys get a ton of candy to bring home? I hope or snack. Um, a little bit. We didn't. We only did a couple of the of the trick or treat stops, <sighs> so not too much. But. See, teachers take that candy home and then bribe kids with it all the way till <laughs> Christmas. That's what I did. <laughs> if you're good, you get a Nestle Crunch. <laughs> I just toss them out to him. That's how I got all my, you know, it's a prime number. Yes. Got it right. That's a grunge. All right. So Halloween party success. Did you get, tell me you slept in the next day though. Cause you got to stay up late for the party. We actually, well, we didn't stay up too late for the party. So we, because we were in Frontierland, we tried to get over and get a spot for the fireworks, but it was really just too crazy um, to be able to find a good spot. So we watched a little bit of the fireworks from kind of towards the very back. Um, and then we left so that we could get up 
early the next morning because we did early mornings every day. So Okay. All right. You're a morning person. I get it. So I'm a morning person too. Okay. So how how the next day go? So the next day was actually our favorite, I think, of the trip. It was our Animal Kingdom Day, which I really think is my favorite park, um, as much as I love Magic Kingdom, but I'm I'm a big animal person. So and we uh, had a Savor the Savannah booked, which is one of the special tours where you kind of get a private ride on the Savannah and then lunch. So tell us more about that, because even I don't know much about that experience because we've not talked about it a whole lot on the podcast and I've not had many guests even inquire about that. So how did that go for you? So it and I actually I had heard about the Wild Africa Trek, mm-hmm. which is kind of the more adventurous one, I guess, where you walk on the suspension bridge and, and all of that. And I really wanted to do that, but I had um, some less adventurous people on the trip <laughs> that vetoed that. Yes. So I was just looking around, like, what else could we do there that would be special? And I came across Savor the Savannah, and I thought, I really don't know too much about this, but I read a couple reviews, um, and we decided to give it a try. And it was by far the highlight of the trip. It was, it was incredible. So you get... Um, kind of a special Savannah vehicle that's um, it, it just more like a regular kind of working truck. And I think there were 10 of us in the group and we had our own driver and then a guide who talked to us the whole time. But then they also, once you get out there, they bring another guide on um, whoever happens to be available. So they ended up parking us kind of in the middle of the giraffe part of the Savannah. Oh, wow. And we were, they just stopped us and there were nine or 10 giraffes just kind of circling our vehicle. And one of the giraffe caretakers um, got onto the, got onto the truck with us and was telling us all about, all about how she takes care of them and and how it just kind of how the Savannah is set up and how they keep it all going and how they keep the animals in their areas. And it was just amazing. And then after that, we um, got to go up and have lunch at one of the, the Bomas kind of overlooking, mm-hmm. um, we had zebras, we had flamingos, and I think gazelles were the yeah. other things that were kind of all right out where near where we were eating. I know right where you ate because I've seen that. I've seen I've seen guests up there right because right by the flamingo pit, and it's yeah. I know I, I've I've seen it, and I'm always like, that is the coolest. I got to do that someday. I want to eat up there because there's it a few was, things I haven't done. I yeah. really want to do that. Now, I mean, now that you say you got to be like parked by the giraffes because I love giraffes. You know, I mean, you don't get to see, we have a nice zoo in St. Louis and we have a few and I'm always like, always over, you know, in that part of the zoo, checking them out. But man, how cool is that? I mean, oh, the access you had and also getting to hear the stories, I'm sure from the caretakers, that's the kind of stuff that you don't expect to get at a Walt Disney World vacation, but you come home with an appreciation for, for, you know, what they do. And while we were eating, we just had the chance to to ask them, you know, whatever questions we wanted and, and to look around and take pictures. And so, and I have to share this because I think it's so interesting. So my question for them was about the animals and how they react to all of the fireworks right. around. Because I'm thinking, you know, even like it, the dogs in our neighborhood mm-hmm. can get stressed with just our regular fireworks, right? So I asked how they handled it and they were explaining to us that the elephants are the animals that are the most sensitive to the fireworks and that anytime there's a new fireworks show they kind of test it out and see how the animals react and they measure their levels of of stress hormones and i never got to see this but i'm sure you remember the star wars the star wars fireworks at hollywood studios absolutely loved them yes 
so when they tested the elephants, they were so stressed by, for whatever reason, by those particular fireworks, um, that that is why they no longer do them because the it, elephants didn't like them. Okay. They were loud. The star, did you <laughs> say that there was a section of those fireworks that were extremely loud? I mean, in like wild, that's why I like them so much. But I remember because I would stay at Coronado Springs and it almost shook the hotel at Coronado Springs during this one section of that show. So I could see that and think about it. Elephants have gigantic ears. I mean, come right. on now. They can bring that stuff home from miles away. Yeah. No kidding. And just, it was so nice to see how you can tell how much they, they really love working with the animals <laughs> and how much care they take um, to make sure they're all like living their best lives there. So it was really awesome. But now I got to blame the elephants that I don't have my Star Wars fireworks. <laughs> and you know, I'm an Alabama fan and their mascots and elephants. So now I'm kind of torn. I'm like, come on <laughs> now, oh, elephants. Oh. No, that's super cool. I would have. And the fact that they test the, 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 uh, the hormone of, you know, the stress hormone. I'm like, you know, I guess you can't give me a survey. Like, you know, how stressed, you know, one to 10, this show. <laughs> What's going on? How do you feel about that? Because uh, when you said that, I was like, okay, how do you ask an elephant? Like, just. How's this fireworks show? Do you, you know, <laughs> I guess, I guess it does change the composition of, you know, some chemical in them. That's, that's super wild. <laughs> I never, I mean, this is a theme park. When you think about that, that is wild. You, you know, right. that's, that's yeah. beyond like, I, I just think of roller coasters and churros, you know, like, and they're doing that kind of stuff, like chemical composition of the hormone of the elephant so that we can have different fireworks. That's a great question, but it totally, I would have never thought it goes that deep, but it does. Okay. So uh, what else? Give us some more highlights for the trip. This is good stuff. Um, okay. So I'm just looking to see what else we did that night. Um, oh gosh, we ate at Tusker house that day. That place. Um, and I think the, the bread pudding from Tusker house might've been my favorite thing that I ate during the entire trip. Nice. So good. Um, so the next, that night, because Animal Kingdom closes early, so mm -hmm. we got home fairly early, um, and we went and watched the fireworks on the beach at the Polynesian. Glad you did that. Yeah, that's that a neat thing. Really nice. um, and then the next day was our Hollywood Studios day. And we did, that was the first time, um, because we hadn't been since 2016. So that was before Galaxy's Edge and before Toy Story Land. Wow. So it's a totally so different park. I'm seeing time. all of that. Yeah. Um, we did lots of dining that day. We did Oga's, we did, um, Roundup Rodeo. We did the sci-fi phantasmic dinner package. Everybody gets in sci-fi, but me, every person comes on the show. Every person. Needs I will a say though, we, at our last trip, we did, um, primetime and I actually think we liked primetime better. Sci-fi was fun. Yeah. I get but it. I, I, really I, I, I like, I love fifties primetime. It's my, my wife's favorite restaurant always has been. And I love it too. I just, I, I just can't get in. Like it's, it's a conquest for me at this point. I just want to get in. I just can't. So now um, let me ask you about this. So you had, you also hadn't seen Mickey and Minnie's runaway railway. Last time you were there, the great movie ride was still rolling. Um, yes. So what did you think of, of the park in general as a whole? I mean, it's, it's absolutely a totally different park for 2016. I mean, overall was the experience like better or worse? Um, definitely better. It, I will say in the past, it was probably the park that we spent the least amount of time at. Um, so definitely a lot more, I think, to, to enjoy there. Um, Rise of the Resistance, our first time seeing that was one of our favorite rides for sure. Um, we also did Smuggler's Run for the first time. And we had two little boys that were the pilots. Oh, good Lord. That were, that were put in with our group. And they were crashing, I mean, just crashing into everything. And it was so 
bumpy. And since I had never written it before, I just kind of thought that was the way it was. I didn't realize <laughs> that they were actually causing all of the things we experienced. Uh -huh. so, <laughs> that was an adventure. But And then Slinky Dog, our first time going on that. And that was, I think, probably the most fun roller coaster I've ever been on. It is fun. Um, and our, our friends who are not big thrill ride people thought that Toy Story Mania was their favorite ride of the trip. So we did that a few times for them. You see, I was going to say, I thought you were going to say your friends rode Slinky Dog. Because you could yeah, you the think about Slinky, Slinky Dog. dog. <laughs> I, see, I was trying to decide though, when you were like, you paused there for a second because Slinky Dog is exposed. So you can see the entire track. There's no surprises. Because you like when you, you know, you get in line there, you kind of bisect the, the track. You see one half on the right, one half on the left. You can see everything. There's no surprises. You know, it doesn't go upside down. doesn't go uh, super fast. I just wonder, you know, I thought maybe they would give that one a shot. I, I, I can't tell whether that one's more intense than Seven Dwarves or not. I don't know. I think it, I don't know. I think it probably is. Maybe. But we also did Seven Dwarves at night, so that may have made it. I'm just trying to get them on a roller coaster for you. Different, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Toy Story Mania though, that's a fun ride. That's that's perfect for like your friends, it sounds like, because I mean it's kind of just a little like basically it's kind of like sitting in like a little doom buggy, but it's a it's an interactive game at the same time. And if they're any kind of competitive, it's really fun, which I am. I love that. You and guys, they're also big Toy Story fans, I think so, from the movie. So good. So how was uh because I've never eaten at uh Roundup uh Rodeo or the the barbecue place. Was that good? Um, it was good. They had like a, a watermelon salad with like watermelon and, and mozzarella cheese. I think if I'm remembering, Oof, I could be getting good. my salads mixed up, but the watermelon salad was great. Um, all of the side dishes were really good. And I have never seen the Toy Story movie. So <laughs> I've seen that a bunch of times. That's what my, that's my I favorite. Sure, but they do a lot of cute little bits. I think that my friends who had seen the movie um, really got a kick out of. Andy's coming. So yeah. Great theming. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. All right. So uh, some more, give us a few more highlights. We've got about 10 minutes left. I want to get all these in for you. Okay. So the next day we had another Magic Kingdom day. And so we had actually, um, my fiance and I actually got engaged about a month before the trip. Congratulations, by and, the way. <laughs> and we had not announced, you know, other than to our immediate family, we hadn't announced that we were engaged. So we scheduled a um, capture. I always call it the wrong thing capture your moment That's i think it's it. called That's correct. um photo shoot at magic kingdom by the castle which is they give you 20 minutes with your own private photo pass photographer and we told them that it was an engagement shoot they asked us if we wanted a special sign to carry with us and we said yes so they made us the cutest little with a mickey and a mini kind of silhouette and put just engaged on it and we got to carry it around with us um, and we took pictures pretty much from all sides of the castle and a few pictures on Main Street. Um, and then if you have, we had a memory maker. So all of the photos from our photo shoot automatically get uploaded to your to your memory maker. And we got about 80, I think, photos from that session. And that was how we that was how we shared our engagement. That is so cool. Media, which was really fun. That, if, again, congratulations. And what a way to celebrate, you know, and get that, get that message out there. But I, I've said this, I think this is one of Disney's, you know, like biggest secrets, especially if you already have memory maker to schedule this, because I know if you go to a professional photographer for something like this, it's going to be a lot more expensive. And guess what? Yes. You're not going to have access to a place like Cinderella castle in the background in main street, USA. You know, it's, and you're going to get a lot of pictures. So 
take advantage of it, especially for Disney fans. It's, I know people use this for like uh, senior pictures for their kids and graduation shots and stuff like that. I mean, especially if you already have a memory maker on your package or with your annual pass, do this. I know the price just went up recently, but still, it's a good value. And did you get, did you guys enjoy your pictures you got? And the, the pictures were were beautiful, and they know exactly where to take you to, even if there are, even if it's a crowded time. They know exactly where to take you to kind of make it look like you're the only ones there. And we, because we had booked it, I want to say it was like maybe 11 a.m. Um, it was right as the castle show was happening. And, you know, they shoot off like the yes, fireworks. At the end of, so we got a little bit of that in some of the photos. Um, so that was really neat. And then right after that, we ate at Cinderella's Royal Table, which was our first time. So what, there. Uh, I, was, I was wondering about that castle show because I knew they go because it was, poof, you know, with that. It's smart. The photographer's like, okay, here we go. One, two, poof, get that. That good idea. So what'd you yeah. think about Cinderella's Royal Table? God, I haven't been in there in years. We used to go there years ago when the girls were smaller. I miss it. We weren't, and you know, as adults only, we weren't like super interested in meeting all of the princesses, but we really wanted to see, we just wanted to see the inside of the castle. Um, and for our, our friends, we thought, let's get them right inside. Um, we actually weren't expecting the food to be anything special. We figured it was more about the experience. The food was incredible. It was, we really enjoyed it. It was one of our favorite meals. Um, and obviously the setting is beautiful. We got to meet Cinderella. So that was really fun. Yeah. And it's, it, it is gorgeous on the inside. I mean, if no, if you've never been inside of Cinderella's roll table and you go in to eat in there, I mean, it, it definitely, I mean, not that I've been in a castle. <laughs> like I was about ready to say, it looks like the inside of a castle. But guess what? I've never been inside of a castle in my life. I'm, I'm guessing if I was to ever go inside a castle, like in England or something, you know, back when it was, you know, not old, it would look like what that does. It's very cool looking on the inside. You know, it's not just looking like a restaurant on the inside and it looks like a castle on the outside. And for me, it kind of gave me that connection from that point on. Like when we were, you know, it took Mallory and Paige when they were little. Now, every time we watch a Disney movie and you see that silhouette of a castle at the beginning of the movie, like, oh, you know, it reminds us of those fun times we had there meeting Cinderella as a family. Every time, like it takes me right there. As we ate there. Okay. So give us a few more highlights. So um, this on Saturday, on our, which was our last day, we had another Epcot morning booked. Um, and so that was the day that we made it on to Ratatouille and Frozen. Nice. And so again, on our last trip, those at Frozen was still Maelstrom. And this was before Ratatouille. So we got to see those for the first time. Um, loved both of those. Our friends are big fans of the Ratatouille movie. So that was one of their favorites. Um, we had lunch at Space 220. What did you guys think of that? Because some people and are hot I and cold on mixed that. reviews. Yeah. yeah. So I was kind of hedging about whether we really wanted to eat there, and I'm so glad we did. We we loved it. Um, we got a seat right by one of the one of the windows, and it's just a cool experience. The elevator up is neat. <laughs> yeah. Um, just the the theming is so neat, and and we really liked the food. Um, and then that night we had dinner at Artist Point. I still haven't been there either. With the, with and that, that was kind of a last minute. We were like, we didn't have a, a dinner planned for that night. And we thought maybe we would just get quick service. And I just was scrolling around and there was a reservation available. And we thought, oh, let's show them the Wilderness Lodge because it's such a beautiful resort. And being from the Northeast, it's very like it's similar to how it looks here in the Adirondacks. So we took them over there. Um, it was so much fun meeting the dwarves. We really got a kick out of that. And again, the food there 
it was spectacular. And then we took the boat over to Magic Kingdom and finished with the the fireworks dessert party. And that Man. was how we ended our trip. What a way to finish a fireworks dessert party, to bring it all home, to have that last hurrah with the Magic Kingdom. But I mean, that unexpected meal over at Artist Point, I mean, that's like, you know, unexpected magic there. Let me, I mean, there's so many highlights you have from this trip, but my head is still spinning because, wow, this is an epic trip. And I know the answer to this because, I mean, I can't imagine that it would be any different. But let me ask you this kind of as we wrap up. Obviously, I could tell just from the tone of your voice, you guys had a blast. And you guys, I'm sure it sounds like you had a, you had a ton of fun acting as tour guides for your friends. I mean, you enjoyed taking on that role. Oh, absolutely. Yes. And kind of showing them because it is exciting to show people. This is why I love this place. Like, let me show you, you know, this is why when I get home and, you know, I talk about these things and I have these pictures on my wall or my classroom, you know, this is, this is why I get excited about coming here. Like, and I want you to see this and have this fun experience. We all kind of get that experience. When you got home though, your friends, because they could go either way, right? You can either run them into the ground and they're like, that was fun. I appreciate going with you. And uh, yeah, I'm not going to do that again. <laughs> you know, they, because I mean, that's, that's a fair thing because Disney's not for everybody or they could say, yeah, maybe I'll do that again in five, 10 years. You know, it is, I need a little break or, you know, maybe they, they turn into one of us and they want to be there again, you know, pretty soon. So uh, let us know how, how are your friends today? So I feel like it's like, I feel like it's like the that old uh, Chuck Woolery, like uh, the love connection or somebody. <laughs> How'd it go? And it is, <laughs> you know, I, I felt a little bit of pressure because I, I wanted them to love it so badly, and I just wanted it all to go perfectly. Um, and they had said when we started that this would probably be their only trip there, so they wanted to see it all. And then about halfway through the trip, they said, "Well, maybe we'll come back in a few years." And then by the time we got back, which was August twenty seventh. Uh, they planned another trip to go down for Mickey's uh, very merry Christmas party. <laughs> yes, this December. So now they are actually going back before we are. That <laughs> says something. They they are now hooked. So we that, did our we did our job well. I think too well. They're beating you back. <laughs> 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 they need to invite you to go with them. <laughs> but you got to teach. But that's how it goes. So that no, that's great. But that way you'll have this bond now. So while they're planning to go in December, you can kind of cooperate, you know, with them and decide, hey, don't forget to do this, or what are you guys playing? That 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 makes a strong, healthy relationship. I think you know Scott and I are always working on our plans, and you know we're, we're empowering each other to spend more money. Basically, is what 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 it boils <laughs> down to. It's, it's not a good thing, <laughs> but it's fun to have friends like that. You know, it's, yes. it's so good. So before we get out of here, this has been a ton of fun and God, I love to been on this trip because you guys did it right. I mean, in, in every single way, Halloween party, special event over at animal kingdom, all these great meals, um, the best of the best that say the poly and that's, that's so cool. Um, what advice would you have though, for anybody that's getting ready to take somebody for the first time, you know, friends of the family, maybe, you know, just first timers, what did you learn? Did anything surprise you or anything you pass on to our audience? I think really just, I guess, just know your, know your friends. I mean, we, we knew that they would be able to do all of the early mornings and that they wouldn't need really a, a midday break or anything like that. So we knew that we could kind of run them into the ground and they would enjoy that. But if we had misread them, it, you know, it would have been really easy for them to not have had as much fun. Good tip. Good so tip. Read the room and know your really friends. Really know who you're, know who you're traveling with. And, um, 
I wouldn't take maybe it, these were people that we've been friends with for a long time. So we knew very well. That's a good so, idea. Yeah. Yes. Well, I'm glad it worked out. I'm glad that you guys now, I'm sure you'll have another trip like this in the not too distant future. You guys will go back together and, uh, you know, they'll know their thing and maybe it'll be kind of 50, 50 on the planning and you guys, you won't have to stress. Everybody will be like, Hey, let's do yeah. this. And yep. you guys be running like crazy. Can you imagine? I can't imagine it gets any better than this trip though. Holy cow. I mean, I don't know well, what we were do. saying that we, we set the bar very high. <laughs> and so like, not all of our trips, um, you know, we don't usually pack this much, this much in. Say, so. I, yeah. I'm like, I don't, I don't know what else you could do, you know, to make <laughs> it any better than this one, but, uh, yeah, good luck. <laughs> I think the do, only but, thing uh, we've never been in, the winter or in the cooler weather. So I think our next trip will be where we're not dealing with the heat That's a good on idea. top of everything else. So, yeah. That's a great idea. Well, hey, Adrian, thank you for coming on the show. What a great way to start our week and uh, successful rest of your school year. Thanks for being there for the kids. And uh, don't be a stranger. Hope to have you on the show again and uh, hear about all these uh, continued adventures. It's a lot of fun today. Thank you so much. This was so fun. All right. Don't forget our show brought to you by the Magic for Less Travel. We'd love to help you plan an amazing Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, or Adventures by Disney Vacation today. So swing by the website over at themagicforless.com. No additional cost to you, and you get lots of little booking bonuses as well. Again, check them out today over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link when you shop online. That one extra click supports everything we do throughout the year. Be our guest podcast.com slash Amazon. And thank you to our patrons. You guys make all these shows possible. You allow us to put out three, four, five shows a week, and it's all because of your support. So thank you for that. And our patrons get that bonus show every week. It's called Mike in the Midwest. So coming over this week, we'd love to have you at patreon.com slash be our guest podcast. Give me a follow on the social media. I'd love to talk to you this week at be our guest Mike on Instagram, Twitter slash X and threads. And of course, this Sunday night, we'll have a live call-in show. It's just going to be you and me, so I need your calls. Scotty G's bailing one more week and hanging out at Alani. He's big-timing us for his 40th birthday, but he'll have lots of stories when he gets back, I promise you. So we're going to have a lot of fun talking Disney. So give me a call this Sunday night, 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Central, all the places, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Let's hang out for the BOGP open line. All right, we're going to jump out of here. We'll be back again on Wednesday with more of your listener questions. So for Adrian, I'm Mike wishing you a great Monday. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you real soon. You've been listening to the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website at BeOurGuestPodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you real soon.